and you feel bloated, you're miserable. Your day is ruined if you feel like you're three months pregnant after eating. So this is a big, big problem. And unfortunately, I think especially in the U.S., because of the way that our diet has been adultered by pesticides and partially by genetically modified crop and all the preservatives and additives that are put into our food has really messed with the gut flora. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. Today, another dear friend from New York is joining me, Dr. Vincent Pedre. We are going to be discussing how to reboot your gut to regain your health. Now, Dr. Vincent Pedre is passionate about health after his own healing journey. He believes in the power of cleaning out the gut, reducing inflammation, and promoting powerful healing through your gut flora. And here's why. Scientists have dubbed the gut as our second brain. The science behind this is that our gut has its own nervous system called the enteric nervous system, working in communication with your brain and the central nervous system, yet capable of its own independent reflexes. Your gut can even tell your brain to shut it down so it can digest a heavy dose of starchy carbs, hence the reason for your brain fog. Now the gut and its microflora are also another source of neurotransmitters, which are chemical messengers that control your mood and temperament. That means beyond your brain, the neurotransmitters from your gut can influence your mood, sugar cravings, and even food choices based on emotions. Hence the reason why you may desire a piece of chocolate or an Oreo cookie. So it's time to trust our gut, and Dr. Pedre is going to show us how. But before I bring Dr. Pedre on, I want to quickly sing his praises. Dr. Vincent Pedre is the medical director of Pedre Integrative Health and the founder of the Dr. Pedre Wellness. He is a medical advisor to two health startups, and he is a functional medicine certified practitioner in private practice in New York City since 2004. He has recently joined the International Faculty for the Institute of Functional Medicine, where he teaches in Peru and Australia. And he believes that the gut is the gateway to excellent health. Definitely check out his best-selling book, Happy Gut, the cleansing program to help you lose weight, energy, and eliminate pain. Now he has helped thousands of people restore their digestive and gut-related health issues. Welcome, Dr. Vincent Pedre. I am so excited to have you on the Essentially You podcast. How are you doing? I am great. So happy to be here talking with you. Oh, I am so excited. We are going to dive into a topic that I know so many of my listeners are interested in, and that is how to create a happy gut using your, so Dr. Pedre's gut care program. And you're going to talk a little bit about what it stands for throughout the the podcast interview today. Um, So I want to jump on in because you are a wealth of information and definitely my number one go-to healthy gut doctor around the world. So I am so excited. We are in for a treat today. Let's go. Let's dive in. 
I love it. So one of the things that people don't know is that you actually suffered from digestive challenges as a child. I would just love to hear, could you tell us a little bit about your own gut healing journey and what led you to this amazing happy gut movement, including writing a great book on this very subject? Oh my goodness. That's like my life review. Do you have a drink on hand? (laughs) (laughs) I've got a green drink in front of me. Perfect. See, perfect. That's great for your liver, for detoxification. Oh, geez. I was a victim of the standard Western medical system. And as a kid, I, like any other kid, started getting my sinusitis and bronchitis and pharyngitis, sore throats, maybe strep throat. And I was given antibiotic after antibiotic after antibiotic. And I was given in the 80s when I was in my early teens, some really heavy-duty antibiotics. Uh, at one point, I was given Cipro, which a study a couple of years ago showed that it decimates your gut flora for up to 12 months. So one five- or seven-day course of Cipro could take you 12 months just to recover from that. And studies that have followed that have shown that your gut flora never fully recovers. From like 10 till I was about 17, I was on not one round of antibiotics, but maybe two or three rounds of antibiotics every year. So my gut never had a chance to recover. And as a result of having been on so many antibiotics, I started developing food sensitivities because the antibiotics changed my gut barrier and they caused leaky gut. Like what I'd like to call gut hyperpermeability or thinking of the gut barrier like a cheesecloth. And if the holes are small, it doesn't let things through. And if the holes get bigger, like in a leaky gut, then it's easy for partially digested proteins to get through. And 70% of your immune system is there waiting on the other side, seeing, gatekeeping everything that comes through. And if it sees a protein, it doesn't recognize it as food. It's going to think that it's some foreign attacker. It thinks it's a virus or bacteria. So you form antibodies to it. And I didn't realize this until years later that I had developed a sensitivity to both gluten and dairy, to the proteins in these foods. And these were the top two food groups as a teenager. You know, bread, pasta, ice cream, ice cream shakes, cereal with milk in the morning. I mean, that was my standard breakfast. So I was self-poisoning and couldn't understand why I had such a weak immune system. The doctors, my pediatricians were telling my parents, he's too thin, he's not eating enough. But I mean, if you counted the number of calories that I ate in a day, it was probably over 3000 calories. So I was eating a lot. I just wasn't absorbing it because I had a leaky gut. I developed from all these rounds of antibiotics and decimating my gut microbiome. So it wasn't until I went to medical school, and granted, you know, if you know Western medical schools, you don't get any nutrition training. I mean, maybe you get one lecture in the entire four years. But I was always very interested in nutrition. My dad was very much into nutrition at one point. When I was uh, probably around that time in my teenage years, my dad had put up a paper on our refrigerator. I'm sure you remember the days in the 80s when everybody had the magnets all over the refrigerator and you would hang notes on the refrigerator. And he had put a a skull and crossbones on (laughs) a paper on the refrigerator with all the foods that we shouldn't eat. 
And of course, it was things like McDonald's and pizza. But as a kid, you look at that and you think, this is a joke. Like, we're not going to stop eating these foods. But somewhere there, it's sunk in that nutrition is important. And when I got to medical school, sort of by accident, I changed the way I, I did breakfast because now I was rushing out the door to get to classes. And I just didn't have the time to sit down and eat a cereal with milk. So milk became less of a food group in my diet. And I noticed that I stopped getting sick as often. And it used to be that if somebody had a virus, I was sure to pick it up. Like I, I would stay clear of anybody that was sick. I was paranoid because I just thought that my immune system is weak and I'm just going to pick up everything. And that was my first aha moment as a medical student seeing, wow, this one factor changed in my diet and I don't get sick as often and I don't get a lot of congestion and allergy-like symptoms. So I started making those connections that actually have become so important later on uh, because that's what I do in my career now every day as a doctor is helping people find partly their, their food sensitivities or the foods that are, that are distracting their immune system. So for me, milk was distracting my immune system to the extent that it just allowed other viruses and bacteria to create a, uh, an infection. But it wasn't until later on when I was in my residency training and working 100-hour weeks and feeling really, really low energy, wasn't eating the best diet. So there wasn't a lot of dairy. Occasionally there was pizza, but then there was a, definitely a lot of gluten. I just wasn't aware of the impact that gluten was having. And what could have happened over the years is that the impact that gluten had on my system was getting worse and worse. And I was quite exhausted and I decided to do an experiment. And looking back, I see that what I, what I kind of did is change my diet more towards a paleo diet. And I went and bought organic vegetables and started cooking at home. And I did this for a two week experiment and I felt so much better after this, that I think it was, I would say it was my second aha moment about the importance of, of diet. And that's what finally got me. I was always thinking, even though I was being a Western trained doctor, that there was more out there, that there was a greater truth that I was seeking, that I wasn't being taught. And it wasn't until I ran into functional medicine that I found the answer to that truth, that it was actually proven biochemically looking at the way nutrients affect our bodies. And since then, the research has totally, totally caught up, showing that, for example, gliadin, the protein in gluten, increases the permeability of the gut for all types of people, from normal to people who are we call non-celiac sensitive, and people with celiac disease who have basically an autoimmune intolerance to gluten. But even the people who are normal that don't report any symptoms were found to have a slight increase in their gut permeability with gluten. So this is really, really significant and might be telltale why we are seeing an evolution of so many people with gut disease. So that is the road that got me here. And it was when I got into functional medicine, I realized that there was still problems that were under the surface with my gut health that I just accepted as if they were my normal. And I'd never crossed my mind because I had lived with it for so many years since I was a teenager 
that maybe this was not my normal, that maybe my normal could actually be better than this. And I started really working on my diet. I cut out gluten. I found other food sensitivities that I took out. I took out dairy completely um, because by then I had allowed some cheese, like lower lactose type dairy that I could tolerate. And I felt so much better. That was the turning point for my energy. And I was looking for ways to do a 12-hour day with patients and be as fresh at the end of my day as I was at the beginning of the day. And I would get a post-food coma when I would go out and eat a sandwich for lunch. Knowing that, that the connection existed, it wasn't quite clicking for me until I learned about all the problems with gluten and the way the wheat plant has been hybridized and the gluten content of the wheat that we're eating today is so different than the wheat that we ate you know, 50 years ago that it finally the full impact of the importance of changing the diet to improve my health finally hit me. And then after working on myself, I just became really fascinated with patients who have gut health issues and just out of pure joy, just started working with them because you could create such immediate results that it was really satisfying for me in the realm of medicine. And it was the first place that I anchored myself as I was making the transition out of a Western trained doctor that prescribed medication to a doctor that was more centered on nutrition and supplements and essential oils, using other remedies, more natural, less remedies with less side effects for patients. And over time, I saw that part of my practice grow. And I thought, you know, I always had a book in me and I was always writing all sorts of book ideas, but they never quite stuck. And I think it's because the book that I was meant to write, which became Happy Gut, was the book that was based out of my own experience and out of the authenticity of what I had discovered. And that's what that became. And, and thus, uh, Happy Gut was born out of realizing that there was a huge need for people to understand that their gut symptoms were not something that you medicate away with an antidepressant or with one of the IBS drugs that help with constipation or diarrhea, that there was more to this. There was a, a functional problem that was happening and you had to look under the hood and figure out the root cause of the symptoms and then you could heal the entire system. And the wonderful thing is, is that we know from naturopathic medicine that the gut is the foundation. The gut is where you start any person with a chronic illness. You want to first fix the gut health and then you see as almost like a, a domino effect, all these other things that maybe you didn't think were related to gut health, like mental clarity, uh, allergies, migraines, they start to clear up. So it's really, really remarkable. And, and as I dove deeper into it and, and understanding and learning about the, the microbiome, those hundred trillion organisms that live inside our gut that I like to call your own personal galaxy, because the number of organisms we have outnumbers the stars in the Milky Way galaxy, which is only 400 billion. And we've got a hundred trillion of these critters right inside of us. So that is the road. That has been my path to getting here. And I just feel so passionate to help people 
live healthier lives through a healthy, happy gut. I love it. Well, one of the things that really resonated with me in your journey, and this is a journey I didn't know 100%, even though we're good friends. But I, you know, as I'm listening to you, and I know so many of the readers who are listening today or podcast listeners, rather, that so many of us can resonate with that, right? Every single one of us were on the milk and cereal train. All of us, I mean, I don't know about about everyone else, but I can speak to the fact that I was on so many antibiotics for strep throat, for viruses when I really should never have been on them. I mean, it was very much the the thing to do in the 80s and 90s was just put a bunch of kids on antibiotics. And I had so many gut issues coming even into my 30s as we start to kind of figure out what's going on. And so I know that if I can relate to this, so many other people can relate to that journey of being not only a victim of the advent of allopathic medicine, but also of that sad American diet, right? (laughs) We're just consuming the diet of dairy and gluten constantly and frequently. And so I'm so grateful that you shared your journey because I think we began to really identify like, holy moly, if this is his journey, sounds very much like my childhood as well. And so thank you for sharing. I love the book, Happy Gut. You just did such a marvelous job with that. My pleasure. This is such a widespread problem. I mean, estimate that 2% of the population has celiac disease and anywhere between another 10 and I would even say up to 30% has some sort of IBS-like symptom or complaints of gut issues or bloating on a pretty regular basis. And just think like when you feel bloated, you're miserable. Your day is ruined if you feel like you're three months pregnant after eating. So this is a big, big problem. And unfortunately, I think especially in the US, because of the way that our diet has been adultered by pesticides and partially by genetically modified crop and all the preservatives and additives that are put into our food has really messed with the gut flora. I mean, even something as innocuous as uh, artificial sweeteners that people think are okay And yet the studies have shown that artificial sweeteners create um, changes in the gut microbiome that are unfavorable for the person and can actually make you gain weight. They increase your resistance to the hormone insulin, so it raises your blood sugar, and that leads to metabolic syndrome, which eventually can become cardiovascular disease, heart attack, stroke, and diabetes. People are really not aware, you know, and unfortunately, They've been subjected to the marketing of the industry, thinking that things that are labeled diet or the pink, yellow, and blue uh, artificial sweetener packets, that they're okay because they're okay for diabetics, and they actually are not, and probably because of what they do to the gut flora. I 100% agree. Now, you know, we're laying the groundwork for all the disruptions that can happen to our gut microbiome. But I'd love for you to just quickly tell us about why is it so important? Why is the gut so important to our overall health and well-being? Can you briefly underline some of the big benefits? I mean, I definitely know them, but I know a lot of people are like, what's the big deal about what I put into my body? Even just starting from the basic, that the gut is the source for your nutrition, your ability to break down protein properly into amino acids and absorb them so you can build tissues and repair cells and tissues in your body, the ability to break down fats so you can absorb fats into your body and then carbohydrates as well. 
But if the health of the gut lining is not good, you're not going to be able to absorb nutrients well, and you can start feeling things like chronic fatigue, or you may even have muscle aches. If you have yeast overgrowth or dysbiosis, which is just basically an imbalance between good and bad bugs in the gut, so it doesn't have to just be bacteria, it could be, like I said, a yeast overgrowth or a parasite. Anybody who has had these issues discovered and then dealt with can tell you how much better they felt after the issue was resolved. And a lot of times they don't realize how bad they were feeling until they see how good they can feel again. But the gut is, like I said, is the foundation because 70% of our immune system lives all along the gut lining. And what that means is that it is our greatest potential source for inflammation. We know that after we eat that there is a postprandial wave of inflammation and depending on how you eat. So if you're eating a burger with french fries and a milkshake, you're going to generate a lot of inflammation in your body as compared to a chicken breast or a vegetable dish with steamed broccoli. I mean, those two things are being read very differently in the body, but the foundation starts in the gut because everything is dependent on your ability to break down and distribute the nutrients that are going to go to your brain, to all the cells in your body, your muscles. But even then going back to the microbiome and the importance of the microbiome, I have seen patients with anxiety become calm just by taking a probiotic supplement. And we understand that lactobacillus produces GABA, which is one of the neurotransmitters, and it's, it's an inhibitory neurotransmitter. What that means is that it inhibits and calms down the nervous system, so it helps you relax. So it was a study done in England where they looked at women eating kefir, and they found that the women who were eating kefir compared to a um, control group that didn't uh, were calmer. It was a group of women who were anxious, and the kefir lowered the anxiety scores. Again, populating the gut with healthy bacteria, they do more than what we realize. The bad bugs can imbalance your hormones. They can imbalance your neurotransmitters. Yeast overgrowth creates a lot of toxins that get absorbed. So a typical symptom of yeast overgrowth is living like you feel like you're in a mental fog, like you never quite wake up. And I certainly had that when I was younger and eating too much sugar. So these are, these are some of the ways that the gut is so central. And then we see it connected to so many things like skin disorders, allergies, asthma, any sort of immune condition has a gut connection to it. And even autoimmune disease, uh, the belief is that it actually starts in the gut. And eventually, once the breakdown is significant enough, the body starts to attack self in other parts of the body. Wow. Well, that gives us a good sense of what's going on and why it plays such a big role. We're talking about brain health. We're talking about just feeding these cells on a cellular level and so much more. And basically, based on your research and what you've done over the last couple of years, you had the opportunity to develop a system that can help balance the gut. Can you tell us a little bit about that system that you created? Yeah, so that's called my Gut Care Program. Care is an acronym. It's what I feature in my book, Happy Gut. So it's kind of the backbone, the foundation of the program, and it's four pieces. CARE stands for Cleanse, Activate, Restore, and Enhance. And each part of it represents an element of how you go about healing your gut. 
And the cleanse part is first understanding that most people have been on antibiotics, their gut flora has been altered, and maybe some bad bugs have taken over. So we want to cleanse and get rid of the bad guys. And eventually, in the restore step, we are restoring and introducing the good bugs again. But cleansing has multiple, multiple levels, because we also want to cleanse the diet. We want to get rid of all the inflammatory foods, which I know affect the health of the gut, like gluten, soy, and dairy, and corn, for example, and of course, sugar. I mean, it's believed that uh, right now, Americans eat 160 pounds of sugar per year, and sugar is one of the most inflammatory substances, but one of the things it does is it feeds bad bugs in the gut. So then it propagates these bugs that are then going to secrete chemicals, messengers that are going to increase inflammation in the body. So the cleanse part is about kind of clearing things out, really getting that down packed. And I'm also really keen on cleansing the mind. I think when you're cleansing your diet and you're cleansing your body, you have to cleanse your mind of negative thoughts and really go to gratitude. So trying to increase positive thoughts and positive feelings. A lot of times people have had chronic gut issues or just chronic health challenges. It's very easy to let that become the center of your focus, and that can really bring you down. And I find that the best way out of there is to start finding the little, little things, even if it's the smallest thing that brings you happiness and gratitude and start to express those. And little by little, as you do that, it's going to grow and grow. So increasing positivity and reducing stress hormones through gratitude is a very important part of healing gut health and healing the body. The Activate is really about recognizing the importance of the digestive enzymes and looking to see if there are any deficiencies there and using supplements to help bridge that gap because if your digestive system has been unhealthy for a long time, you may need to take digestive enzymes the same way that if you hurt your knee, you might have to walk with a cane for a while while your, while your knee is, is healing. Then the restore step is about restoring the healthy gut flora, and there's two aspects to that. There's the food aspect, and then there's the supplementation aspect with probiotics and even prebiotics. So prebiotics are nutrients that feed the good bacteria in the gut, and there's a lot of prebiotics just in the foods that we eat, like dandelion greens, blueberries, bananas, Jerusalem artichoke. These are some of the foods that have prebiotic nutrients. So you start looking at it and you realize that if you're eating a diet that's rich in vegetables and diversity, even like scallions, onions, if you don't have bacterial overgrowth and you can tolerate them, are really important for increasing the diversity of the gut flora. And the enhanced step is really about using nutrients that have been found to help heal the gut lining, like DGL, which is derived from licorice and aloe vera, as well as L-glutamine. And actually, since I've written Happy Gut, I also discovered that quercetin, which is a bioflavonoid, is often used for as an anti-inflammatory for allergies, um, also has been found to help rebuild gut lining. And I'm also a huge fan of um, using collagen because it's very rich in glycine. 
which is cytoprotective. So it also helps heal the, the gut lining and just increasing nutrition because a lot of times people can't break their protein. So it's nice to add supplementation in the form of the hydrolyzed amino acids, which are really easy to absorb and don't involve any digestive strength. So the idea is you're doing this elimination, you're winding down the immune system. Remember, 70% of the gut immune system lives all along the gut lining. And I really went for another two weeks because I feel like you really need to fortify these changes. And also four weeks is about the time it takes to set in new habits. Because my program is not just a diet, it's really a reset to reset the way that you eat, the way that you approach eating. Because what happens to people by the time that they complete the 28 days is they realize how bad they were feeling living the old way and eating the way they used to, that they don't want to go back to that. And then you can find kind of a happy medium where you're incorporating a lot of the lifestyle changes and continuing that and creating a new healthy lifestyle for yourself. And that's kind of the goal is, is really not to put people on a diet, but to really create a transformation for people. That's what my program is about. I love it. Well, I know a lot of people have gone through the program. I wanted to ask you before I moved into my quick question, is there a story that you love to share, like a testimonial of someone who went through the, the gut care program with some great success? I mean, clearly, this is a program that could benefit millions and millions of people. But I would love an example of someone that you've helped recently that you'd love to share with us. My favorite story is this wonderful, wonderful lady who is from Texas, and she read about me, read about my book, had been suffering from gut issues for over a decade, had seen some of the top gastroenterologists, some really, really great gastroenterologists who were trying to come up with the most avant-garde methods, why her gut was so unpredictable, and it really affected her social life, so she couldn't go out because she had to be near a bathroom. and. She wanted to come see me. We exchanged an email or something, and she decided that she was going to do my program and ended up that she did it for eight weeks. And the reason she did it for eight weeks is because at the end of the four weeks, she felt so good that she just wanted to keep going. And by the time I met her and she actually flew to New York to see me, she gave me her whole history of problems and then told me, but they're all gone now. That's who I wrote my book for, is for... All those people out there who have been suffering in silence, whose lives have been affected, you know, who aren't even going out and being social because they don't know what their gut is going to do. And then to be able to follow my plan and fix their gut and come to a new happy medium where they have their lives back and even their family. She said, my family loves you because they say they got me back as a result of doing your plan. That's one of my favorite stories. I was listening to her tell me all her symptoms. And then at the very end, she says, but they're all gone. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That is such, a, I know as a practitioner and, you know, educators, that's such a big win to have taken care of her without even have taken care of her, right? And that's the beauty of being able to share in your knowledge. Another question I have for you that I'm super excited for you to dive into. I know that we're getting closer to time, but I want to dive into the hormone balance piece of this. And a lot of people don't recognize or realize that gut health affects our hormones and how they function. And so can you tell us a little bit about that gut hormone connection? Oh my gosh, you can throw the liver in there too, because you need a healthy liver, which is part of, if you think about it, it's part of the whole digestive system and a very important detoxification organ. But even starting with thyroid hormone, thyroid hormone is produced mostly as T4, but what your cells can sense is T3. 
And in order for T4 to be converted to T3, it has to go through the removal of one iodine. So the T4 means four iodines, and T3 has three iodines. And the enzyme to do this is found throughout the body. A lot of this conversion, about 60% of this conversion, occurs in the liver. But the amazing thing is that 20% of this conversion actually occurs in the gut. So T4 is secreted into the gut and the bacteria in the gut, if you have healthy gut bacteria, healthy gut balance, convert the T4 to T3 and then you reabsorb it as T3. So your gut bacteria is one affecting your thyroid hormone balance. It also affects your estrogen balance. We know estrogen needs to be metabolized in the liver and it's secreted in the bile. And if you have a dysbiosis with a type of bacteria that produces an enzyme called the beta-glucuronidase, what happens is estrogen is metabolized and secreted. It's basically the secretion process puts an anchor on estrogen that makes it more hydrophilic or water-soluble, and then it's secreted in the bile and into the stool, and you're supposed to poop it out. And just think about how many women are estrogen-dominant. And part of the reason for that is that they recirculate their estrogen. So the estrogen with a bacteria in the gut gets cleaved, so that beta-glucuronidase takes the anchor off and now the estrogen is free to refloat back into the body. So again, it's another example of how important it is to have a balanced gut flora and healthy gut flora with favorable probiotic bacteria to balance the bad bugs out. And it even affects your estrogen balance. And that can affect the severity of your cycles, uh, how heavy your periods are how moody you get before your cycles. So we know it's all interconnected and things like sugar, we know increase a lot of these symptoms and moodiness. And it's partly because of its effect on the gut microbiome. You know, so you're thinking, I want to balance my hormones. Well, one of the places you have to go is like, you've got to look at your diet and you've got to see, well, how are you taking care of your gut health, your gut microbiome? Because they're helping you keep your hormones balanced. Absolutely. I know we're not going to get a chance to get into the sugar conversation, but how profound of an effect sugar has on insulin levels, it affects estrogen levels, your thyroid. We're talking about creating that dysbiosis that you mentioned as well. I mean, sugar definitely lends to a lot of issues. It makes my list right on top of the dairy and gluten for creating a lot of damage in the gut. And we're just gonna have to bring you back to talk a little bit more about sugar. But goodness, I am I can get on my sugar soapbox for sure. Okay, I have one more question for you. This is a question that I love to ask all of my guests. And I'm excited to hear what you have to say. But what is the one daily habit or natural solution that you do that moves the needle in your well-being every single day. Let's be honest, you have a very busy schedule. You're taking care of a lot of patients. How is it that you stay so fresh at the end of that 12-hour shift than you do in the beginning? Such a great question. One thing that I've been really working on lately, and, and I do have a routine, both a, a morning and an evening routine that I've been incorporating more. And behind all of it is I'm a busy person and there's a lot that I want to be able to accomplish. And in order to be able to accomplish that, and anybody who's listening to this is busy, you know, everyone out there is, whether you're a mom and you're shuttling the kids to school or, you, you know, taking them to sports practice, or, I mean, I know a lot of moms who are working full-time jobs, running to drop their kids off at daycare, picking them up at the end of the day. It's tough. So if you don't put some intention behind your day, 
things can get really distorted and out of whack and you lose your, your focus. So one of the things that I do in the morning when I wake up, and I kind of talked about it earlier in the podcast, but I think it's so important, is that one of the first things I do when I wake up is I just stay in bed for a couple of minutes and I think about what I am grateful for. And I feel like that's such a great way to set the tone for the day is just to remember and remind yourself, in spite of all the stress, in spite of everything you have to do, in spite of all the directions that you may be pulled in, that there are good things in your life. And it's good to highlight them because we're such creatures of habit. And a lot of the direction that those habits go in is uh, thinking about all the things that are wrong. And we need to nurture the habit of thinking, well, what is good? What's good in your life? That's kind of like my staple that I found, honestly, I think moves the needle because starting with gratitude, then it kind of brings a smile to your face. And regardless of, you know, it could be a few minutes later, I'm called by the office and there's some problem going on. But I know that that problem is just a situation and that in the grander picture, I am grateful for a lot of things in my life. I love it. I think that's so great. Well, I am so grateful to you, one, to our friendship, to your expertise, and to you really changing changing the face of how people take care of their bodies. I am super excited. You have the most incredible free gift, and I love this gift because I've shared it with my readers before with amazing success, and that is your three-day gut reboot diet. Um, it has awesome advice that you give for patients. It has recipes. It has meals for every day. I mean, really, if we were talking to somebody and they wanted to know, where do I get started right now after all of this information? This is going to be the thing I want you to get started with. Wouldn't you agree, Dr. Pedre? It may be daunting to think like, oh, geez, how do I do? How do I get through 28 days? But anyone can commit to three days. And what I do in this free download is I pretty much curate every part of the day from how to wake up, what to eat, recipes for every meal, and incorporate meditation there, mindfulness. Uh, so it's basically like three days, shut down, and just do this and take care of yourself, nurture yourself. And I guarantee that at the end of the three days that you will feel different. And maybe three days will inspire you to see, well, what happens if I did this for 28 days? How much more could I get out of it? So it's a quick reboot. It gets the bloating down really fast. And it can be just kind of like a quick reset if you've been eating too much and maybe drinking too much. Just do a quick Friday through Sunday reset. But it could be the inspiration for greater changes because in the end, I'm all about transformation. And, and that's the type of experience that I want to give people, whether it's in three days or 28 days. I love it. And if you guys do want to get the 28 days, download the three-day reset. The 28 days, you can find it in all of the gut care protocols is going to be the Happy Gut book by Dr. Vincent Pedre. And you can get that on Amazon as well. Well, Dr. Pedre, it was such a pleasure. You know, I love connecting with you and I'm so grateful to have you on the podcast. And thank you so much. I loved your one habit a day. It's definitely my one habit. So we're just kindred spirits over and over and over again. Everyone on this podcast is going to love, love, love it. I am so grateful that Dr. Pedre took a moment and shared his powerful story with us. So often, healers become healers because they have a transformational story. As you heard today, Dr. Pedre is no different. 
And he is cued into a very powerful discovery. Dr. Pedre has learned to listen to gut feelings from his own journey and has become a sought out doctor for that very reason. As Dr. Pedre explains it, gut feelings are often the first sign that something is either very exciting or terribly wrong. We all have had experiences that have taught us that our gut feelings are the key to trusting our intuition. So if you are ready for a gut reboot and overcoming bloating and fatigue, don't miss your chance to grab Dr. Pedre's free three-day gut reboot diet, complete with the same advice he gives his patients, recipes to follow, and a meal plan for every day. It is not only sure to give you more energy, but to get rid of that bloat in just three short days. Head on over to my show notes at drmarisa.com slash episode 36 or go to drmarisa.com slash podcast to grab Dr. Pedre's amazing three-day gut reboot diet. As always, thank you so much for stopping by and listening into the Essentially You podcast. I am spicing things up in the next episode and I am addressing a topic that literally I receive emails from every single day and that is around boosting libido and sex drive. So I'm going to be sharing the five ways to rev up your sex drive with essential oils and some proven sensual techniques and it's all so easy to do. Well, I can't wait to see you next week. As you know, my goal is to spread the word about the Essentially You podcast, and the best way to get the word out is through you. Thank you so much for showing up. I would love to hear from you and so much more what you want to hear more of from the podcast so that I can come up with episodes like revving up your sex drive. In order for me to continue to serve you, take a moment and rate and review the Essentially You podcast on iTunes. That way I show up for you even more and continue to also serve other amazing women who are ready to become healers in their own home. Well, until the next episode, have an incredible and wonderful week.